Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Game over, series over, and the Red Sox are world champs again. And so are these fans. It hasn't happened at Fenway Park for 95 years. The Red Sox are world champions. Boston organization has been well run for a long time now. From the top on down, here comes a 1-2 pitch. Red Sox win the World Series! 5-1 the final tonight! And the best team in baseball wins it all in 2018. The Red Sox have won the World Championship. The Boston Red Sox beat the Los Angeles Dodgers 5-1. They win the World Series four games to one. And the Red Sox become the first team in the 21st century with four world championships. Can you believe it? Welcome to another edition of the Pesky Podcast. I am the Rit. With me today, I have my man DC. And we have what the up? Pesky Party Girls, Melissa <laughs> and Christina. And we have our resident Boston uh, Baltimore Orioles reporter, Josh Lynn. Let's uh, let's start with DC. What's going on, man? How you doing? Good, man. You know, I just enjoyed the first series of the year. Uh, you know, been waiting for that for a long time, especially after that pretty poor off season that we went through. I mean, wasn't that bad, but uh, yeah, man, I'm excited to see what happens the rest of the way. Oh, man. So there, the the series started off pretty rough. Turned out pretty good, I have to say. Uh, Melissa, Christina, uh, what do you guys think of the series overall? <laughs> Love that dirty water. <laughs> yeah. Great. So, Josh, man, you, game one, you you were you were the king of the world. <laughs> then game two, man, the, every, everything kind of like flipped. In the ninth, you know, a routine, a routine pop up, ended in a walk off home run that my man DC called. Yeah, he did. So yeah, I did, I did, I did. <laughs> I'll steal yeah, it. Yeah, not not ideal. Um, I definitely, if I had been given a, the opportunity to, to script that, I definitely wouldn't have written it that way. But uh, yeah, you just kind of got to deal. And uh, thankfully, it's only the first three games of the year. Got to want 59 left. So some encouraging things to take out of it as well. So not all is lost. Yeah. Um, let's sit there and start off. We're, we're going to recap a little. We're going to go game by game a little bit. So, Josh, we're, we're going to start with your highs. Uh, game one, a lot of good stuff happened. You know, Rushman had a career uh, opening day. You know, going uh, five for five, home run, four RBIs. You know, Urias, he went two for four, the home run with two RBIs. Mateo went two for three with uh, two stolen bases. But, like, the Orioles, the first two games, they stole, what, a combined ten stolen bases in two games? Ten, yeah. Uh, Mateo had four of those by himself. Um, so, yeah, like I said, there was a lot, to, a lot of good things offensively. Uh, everybody seemed to change. Even like Gunnar Henderson didn't have a hit the old series, but he still had five walks. So, you know, a lot of good production up and down the lineup. Had Cedric Mullins had a really good series too. He had two home runs, and he, including one of them off a of sale, who's a lefty. Uh, he struggled a lot against lefties last year, so that was really encouraging to see. Uh, the new signing, Adam Frazier, had a couple of hits. He had a home run today. So, yeah, the the offense is great. Um the other stuff, not so much, but yeah, uh, you know, you, you guys threw Gibson out there. Uh, he picked up the the W. Uh, Batista picked up the save, but uh, neither one was clean. You know, uh, Kluber barely didn't even make what three innings. He has a thirteen point one, uh, thirteen point five ERA. 
he looked atrocious uh, for our opening day live show. You know, it, it just wasn't it just wasn't there for him. Uh, Christina, Melissa, what were your takeaways from game one? Yeah, it was like this team had more fight in them. Like they're not, you know, that was encouraging to see the fight they had. They didn't give up. Yep. Yeah, uh, the Red Sox, I think that they are one of three teams in history to start their first three games uh, with at least nine, uh, nine runs scored. Uh, I think it was what the 71 Brewers and the 76 uh, Reds were the other ones. And uh, man, I think 78 Brewers, 78 Brewers. Okay. Yeah. 78 Brewers. So uh, your big highlight for opening day was Rushman. You know, he, he sat there and set an opening day O's record going five, five for five. Uh, you you want to talk a little bit about it, Rushman? Yeah, he was fantastic. Um, and I'll, although I, I was a little surprised that the fifth hit is still counted a hit. I was I was very surprised, but no. Um, started out with six consecutive hits, drew some walks, uh, had you know wasn't really tested behind the plate to to showcase his defense really much at all. But to just to have him the full season this year instead of only a, a portion because he only came up in late May is such a huge plus for us, and to have him come out of the gate with the bat as, as well as he did is, is super encouraging. Yeah. On a, now on the flip side, you sit there and said Rushman really didn't need, you know, get tested behind the plate, but would you guys sit there and say that all the stolen bases that the Orioles got, would you sit there and say that's because of the new uh, pitch clock uh, rules, or would you blame it on the catcher, you know, not being able to pick those off, uh, as well as they should. DC, we'll start with you. Um, I mean, I'll put a little blame on the pitchers and the new rules, but if a team's, you know, team's stealing 10 bags in two games, you got to put the majority on the catcher, right? You know what I mean? Um, they were running wild all over us. Uh, Mateo, what, you said he had four of those 10, which is incredible yeah. in the first two games. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to blame that on Reese McGuire, the first two games. The, the rules definitely probably played into it a little bit, but I didn't really see it too much. I uh, A lot of the, the throws were kind of, I mean, weren't that great, you know, to second base. So I'm going to put the blame mostly on Reese, if I'm going to be honest with you. Melissa, Christina, what, what about you ladies? I guess I would agree. I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. part of it is going to be because of the new rules and stuff and the adjustments that, and then size the bases now and all that stuff is going to play part of it. But yeah, I, I didn't see a lot of great throws by McGuire either. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to Better. Be better. Yeah, uh, man. Reese is supposed to be our lead catcher, you know, and he has an arm. It's just a, I don't I don't know, you know, if he's not getting the jump that he should, or he's not calling the right pitch to pick off. Uh, but it just just looked a little sloppy there, in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, man, uh, the bullpen. For the Red Sox, they ate up a lot of the bullpen on opening day. We They went through, uh, let's see here, we went through Zach Kelly, Brazier, Ort, uh, Winkowski, and Martin all in the first game. And what surprised me a little bit was how they took Ort and didn't, and they stretched him out. Like, I yeah, agree with that. I have no idea what uh, AC was thinking. You know, or he, he he did great the first inning. Yeah. The second one's where he got tore up. So I, I just don't know what his mindset was. Uh, do you guys sit there and, and blame most of this on bad managing through AC? Uh, Melissa, what about you? Mm. I mean, I'm not a fan of or being in for more than one. So I guess I would have I would have wanted him to take him out, but I do try to trust AC. 
Yeah. Sense, but, yeah. Hey, uh, after 2018, when, when I called for uh, AC's head after the first game, uh, I learned, you know, you got to trust him. I would have rather personally seen him uh, go from Kluber to Winkowski. Uh, that might have helped us out a little bit. But uh, DC, well, what about you? Uh, what do you think about AC's manager skills for game one? Uh, and AC, I trust, man. Um, he's made some questionable calls in the past, but that's our manager. I stand behind his, his decision. Uh, same with, you know, I go the same with you. I'd rather see Winkowski there right after Kluber. Um, but I mean, none of nobody had their stuff. So, I mean, anybody put out there, they, they're either going to walk two guys and, you know, give up a hit, you know, or vice versa. So, I mean, yeah, he has to make those calls, but those players have to go out there and perform. He's not the one that's going to be, you know, doing that on the field. So I'm not going to put that too much on him. It's one game. Like I said, he has made questionable decisions in the past, but I'm, I'm all in on AC. Yeah. Uh, I, like I said, I, I just trust the guy now. No matter – he – it's the first game of the season. You can't really complain. You know, we, we still had 161, and he made some better calls throughout uh, throughout the series. Uh, Josh, uh, well, what were your good – some good takeaways from game one overall? Well, what did you see that you really liked, and, and what did you see that, you know, was a little improvement needed for the Orioles? So I touched on the offense. I think that's the main positive takeaway – the on the flip side, uh, the outfield defense and the bullpen are uh, a little concerning for me. Well, not so much the outfield defense because I think they'll come good. They have a proven track record. Like Mullins misjudged a couple of fly balls in center that dropped in, which is very uncharacteristic of him. And I don't, so I'm not worried about that. But it was just kind of uh, that well, was consequential in this series certainly. Uh, Santander misplayed. Uh, a play uh, or like a routine fly ball uh, late in that first game. So they're going to have to tighten that up. And then the bullpen uh, just seemed like they couldn't get through a clean inning. And it seemed like, you know, well, like the Orioles got out to, you know, the eight, two lead. And then it was eight, four pretty much right away. So, uh, you know, that's something that's going to have to improve because that was, you know, the bullpen was a linchpin of what made the Orioles successful last year. And if that's not, that's not uh, consistent this year. It's going to be a bit of a problem. Yeah. We're uh, okay for game one. We're, we're going to close the recap up with our game one MVP. So, uh, Christina, let's start with you. Who was the Red Sox, in your opinion, MVP for game one? Yeah, the ball. The ball. Okay. Yeah. Melissa, what about you? The ball. Okay. <laughs> DC game one MVP uh, Give me for, for game one I'm gonna go Justin Turner he uh, had two hits he had a walk two runs an RBI um he did it all the way around and that's his first game with the Red Sox so it's great to see him come in and have a good performance like that Josh Lynn what about your Baltimore uh, I'm my personally there's only one guy that, that you can pick for game one yeah kind of hard to pick against somebody that went five for five <laughs> And hit a home run. So uh, yeah, Adley's Adley's the pick there. Uh, shout out to Urias; he had a good game as well. But yeah, you can't pick against a guy with five hits. Adley just looks like a good dude too, all the way around. Like even off the field, yeah. he just looks like he's just a, a solid guy. Yeah, he's just like a big golden retriever. It's hard not to love him. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Hell yeah, he is. Me, I'm gonna go game one MVP. I gotta go with my man Verdugo. He started the game yeah. off hot with that triple. Uh, I called a home run. I didn't get that until game two. Yeah. But he got a triple. He got a double. He, he he had a lot of energy. And, man, the only thing in game one that I seen was his uh, base running needed to be a little bit more cleaner. So, other than that, that was my guy because uh, he started out the game on fire and got that park uh, Fenway Park crowd off their feet. So, yeah, game two. Game two, well, it was another come from behind. But, D.C., let's start with you, the man that called it. What were your thoughts on game two? Yeah, game two was kind of a, a roller coaster. Um, I'm sure everybody will agree with me on that one. Um, it looked a little bleak there for a little bit. 
But I don't know, man, about the sixth or seventh inning, just had this weird feeling we we're going to walk it off. Uh, I mean, I put that out on Twitter kind of as a joke, you know, so it's kind of cool now that it, it went, you know, it came true. But yeah, that game was excited, man. Even just like watching on TV, it just seemed like a, like an October type atmosphere. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of the LED lights. I know I did see com- a couple of people online, you know, not a big fan of them and I get it, but uh, I mean, I think I was pretty cool. We could break those out as a walk-off uh, in game two of the season, especially and it was, it was kind of funny seeing, like, at the end of the game, I hate to say this because, you know, Josh is on here, and that's tough to see as an Orioles fan, but it, it was kind of like watching a 2022 Red Sox, you know, watching the Orioles play in that last inning. It was tough to watch. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's good stuff, man. I don't have too much to say about it. I'm just excited. It was, it was excitement, man. Okay, let's bounce back. Josh, what, what was your thoughts on, on game two overall recap? Yeah, it was like a roller coaster for me as well, except the track ran out at the end and then you just kind of <laughs> blew up. Um, so, yeah, that again, like the offense was incredible. Um, overcame a poor starting pitching performance from Kramer. And then, uh, yeah, I just, again, the bullpen. Uh, really, I like it, it as much flack as McKenna has gotten for dropping that ball. It never should have gotten to that point. It was another, you know, instance in which they were up seven one at one point. So the bullpen kind of made that into a reality. Um, Batista was a little bit shaky, although he got his fastball velocity back up to normal. It was a little lower on opening day, but yeah, it's just uh all that good undone in about two minutes at the end there. <laughs> yeah, and and uh and Jansen didn't know what, what he thought the game was over, you know. So he so he wasn't even sure what was even going on. So uh, Melissa, Christina, well, what about you, ladies? Let me start with how we started our day. We were trying to figure out what we were going to wear because we kind of coordinate our outfits at times, and um, we were both like, "What jersey should we wear with jersey?" And so I'm in my head thinking we should wear a Kike because he hasn't done anything. Maybe it'll like make him do something. And um, so she says, right after it's in my head, but I was just waking up, so I wasn't ready to speak. <laughs> and so she's like, I think we should wear our Kike jerseys because maybe he'll do something. Maybe he'll hit. And yeah. And it works. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. He thanks you, I'm sure, too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Jared Carabas tweet yesterday, and I guess the the everybody at Fenway didn't catch up yet because every time that Masa was up, they were still chanting Yoshi. Mm-hmm. So yeah, may, maybe maybe Jared you know could could fork out a couple bucks to put on the old jumbotron that tweet. So the whole so all Fenway there and and know that Yoshida likes to be called Masa. But today I noticed they weren't saying it again. Like I didn't hear it. I tried to hear it. I, I didn't hear it. Yeah. So, but no, uh, yesterday, yesterday's game was amazing. Kike started the comeback mm-hmm. and it just kept, just kept going, you know, <laughs> uh, Verdugo's started the season first home run for the Red Sox and it just kept going, you know, Kike, Can I just say something real quick. Yeah, yeah. I want to be the first one to say I'm not worried about Chris Sale. I'm not worried. But I still think, as much as people were upset about him not starting opening day, that that's why. Because yeah, he's, he's a very emotional guy. And if the start he had yesterday would have been mm-hmm. the start he had on opening day, it would have knocked his confidence out. Because even though yep. it, it, people say it's just a two day difference, 
it's a different atmosphere opening day. Opening day is like a national holiday in baseball. Every mm-hmm. team's playing. All eyes are on everybody. It would have been so hyped up. And if he would have done that bad, I think he would have taken it. I mean, he would have bounced back. But his confidence, it would have. he would have been more emotional. I really think that Betty mm-hmm. Cooper and now him, we're going to be okay. He's going to be. But I, I, I still think it was the right thing. But mm-hmm. the Cooper first and then Bell. I just think for his, I think AC knew what he was doing. I really Mm-hmm. Chris Sale admitted that was probably his worst start in his career, mm-hmm. and I believe it. Mm-hmm. But uh, just like I tweeted out that, hey, at least he, at least he didn't get hurt. Yeah. You know, he, so seven earned runs, uh, two walks, six strikeouts, gave up three home runs. Man, what, what I called it six think? strikeouts too. I can't remember what I what I said there and tweeted out. I think you said eight. Yeah, you said eight because I realized I signed into the pesky podcast and, and responded to the bastards uh, tweet asking how many, and I posted six. And I'm like, God damn it! Like, how the hell did I get in a pesky podcast Twitter account? <laughs> Dude, every time, bro. Josh, what were you thinking after three innings? You know, with Sale get, giving up those uh, seven. Oh, I was feeling myself. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think I tweeted like the Orioles are an offensive juggernaut and this is just something we have to live with. Um, yeah, like it was great. You had Mountcastle and Hayes went deep. You had, uh, you know, just every, like the, um, I'm a big proponent of this Orioles offense. I thought it was going to get better just as a result of everybody, all the young hitters getting younger and it was, you know, coming to fruition and that all the, everything was firing and uh but then you know once the bullpen came in and sale got kicked out they kind of limited our production i don't think they scored a run the last five innings so um but to, i think we scored what 20 23 runs or 20 something like that this series so yeah can't nothing nothing bad to say about the offense yeah the, there was i think close to 50 runs i mean 50 hits uh, between the first two games, between the you know combined with the Orioles and the Red Sox, and that was just amazing. Uh, after Sale gave up seven runs, uh, Zach Kelly came in and gave up one, and then after that, it was lights out from the bullpen. You know they brought in Winkowski for two, Schreiber for yeah, one, Martin for one, and then Kenley came in and you know closed the door, and he looked he looked really good. His cutter, okay. man, the, the the increase in speed and velocity that he has on that, what it was hitting like 97. Last year, I think it was hitting like anywhere from 92 to 94, uh, which is good to see, especially in the – I mean, actually, no, it was pretty nice yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah. Say maybe it, with it being a little warmer, maybe that's uh, why. Yeah, I think yesterday was the nicest a little more of, loose. of the three-game series. You know, uh, the bullpen only gave up two walks, you know, and it, they, they just – that was what I was expecting – coming from the bullpen game one, and we got it in game two. You know, Winkowski's the one that got the two innings instead of Ort. And uh, what do you guys think of the of the bullpen, uh, Melissa? I was definitely uh, more pleased than the day before. <laughs> I mean, we, we uh, definitely was better. I mean, just all, all around this next game was um, – gave me more hope. I mean, I already had a little bit of hopes, but – even more. What about you, Christina? The same. I just thought they were great. I mean, the, the, the not great, but like, how do I say it? But the bullpen did what they needed to and, do. Yeah. They came through when we needed them to come through. Um, a lot better outing than from, from mm-hmm. day one. Um, and they helped keep us in it. You know, once our guys started scoring, they knew that. Once they saw that our guys, our guys started scoring, they knew that they needed to keep it. Mm-hmm. Still winnable when they did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Josh, game two, you guys started eating up your bullpen really quick. So, well, what were your thoughts uh, once they pulled Kramer? Yeah. Hey, Kramer started out so good, too. Uh, it was really encouraging in the first, like, two innings. And then his pitch count kind of got out of hand and then, yeah, they kind of started getting to him. But, um, the, our long relievers, I've been a little 
disappointed in as well. Uh, like Aiken uh, in the first game, and then uh, Austin uh, both came in in the second game, gave up a run. So going to need a little more stability out of them. And I, he only pitched one inning, which is a little disappointing too, just given how um, you know Gibson didn't go very far, and obviously Kramer got pulled in the fourth. So uh yeah it's like it's not sustainable if they want to be a playoff team uh certainly and you know it's try to remind myself that it's obviously only a three-game sample but um yeah they're gonna need well they're gonna need their starters to get deeper into games first and foremost but um in the event that they don't the bullpen's got to be a lot more stable than they showed in the opening series yeah and and didn't you, you sit there and say that their bullpen was one of the stronger points that you thought um, last year it was, I thought, I definitely thought there were guys that were contenders to regress. Um, but although like one of them was Joey Crable, who's didn't even make the team, but like Brian Baker was a guy I was a little bit worried about who, uh, was shaky in both games that he pitched. Um, Cienel Perez gave up a run in the second game who was, he was like our, our main setup guy. Um, now there are like Dylan Tate, who was our setup man last year is injured. Uh, Michael Gibbons, who they signed in the offseason, is injured, and they would be two guys who assuredly would have been in in the later innings. So that's one little caveat, I guess, to this, is that they have some help on the way. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was for them to, you know, go from arguably the strong point of the team to a uh, you know, a glaring weak point is, is a bit of an alarm early on. Yeah, you know, looking looking at the – at Baltimore's lineup and how they're all young and they're hungry and they've got that offense going. Uh, the bullpen, you know, once it's fully healthy, could be a real problem. What 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 stops Baltimore from going out to get those one or two pitchers to help them, you know, especially when John Means comes back and he's healthy, to actually start contending uh, theoretically, there should be nothing stopping them because they have all the pay- payroll flexibility in the world and they have the best farm system in the league. So, you know, they're theoretically, they should be able to, to trade for, uh, you know, even like a, a top tier starting pitcher. Um, they should have no problem being able to put a package like that together. So I think it's just a matter of them getting into July and being in a position to do that. Uh, I am worried about ownership and whether they would allow an increase in payroll uh, mid-season like that. So that's another issue that could present itself. But um, if they're in contention, they are, you know, you would think they'd be set up perfectly to make multiple moves if, you know, they, they feel the need. Yeah, uh, I'm sitting there and I have to agree with you on that one. So, uh, D.C., what was one of your, your high points uh, from uh, – I'm pretty sure the whole Red Sox fans here are going to sit there and be on the same page. The high point for game two. I mean, obviously the high point is Adam Duvall just destroying the ball and uh, and obviously the walk-off home run. Um, I mean, I'm going to go off a little bit, you know, out of the box here because obviously that's like – that's an obvious pick. I think it's awesome to see Rafi Devers coming out going three for five in game two. Um, and then even as we're going to touch into today's game, um, just seeing him come out kind of hot, we needed that from him. And uh, so I'm going to go with him. I think he was kind of a highlight to me. He got on base and he set the table a lot for Duvall. And he, uh, I mean, he had that little blunder, I believe, at second base where he slid off. But it's early in the season, that's going to happen. And you kind of got to chalk a couple of those up a month with uh, Rafi Devers with his uh, his play. You know what I mean? But yeah, obviously Adam Duvall, if I had to choose, but Robbie Devers was a was a bright spot for me. Just going three for five, getting that back going early in the season. Melissa, uh, what, what what are you thinking? In I mean, obviously Duvall, but Kike. I've just been wanting him to hit like, and he hadn't been doing it. And that when he when he catches on fire, he catches on fire. So I was just waiting for that. I was like, please, Kike, like. Every time he calls, he's, he's, he's typically a slow starter too, so that's good to see. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so thank you for wearing those jerseys. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm giving you all the credit, <laughs> both of you. Yep. yep. Hey, Christina, what about you? Same thing, Duvall. But I'll be honest, uh, 
Like mm-hmm. I like the idea that Verdugo got a home run, that Rafael was doing what he's supposed to be, that Masa was coming out and doing, you know, and mm-hmm. Duvall. Like to me, and Deacon got it. Like I don't know, they were just they were doing good. At the, it was great mm-hmm. to see everybody pretty much getting mm-hmm. when they needed to be. You know, um, I'm like I said, I was with Duvall at the MVP because of course he took a walk off, but. I love Monson. Really well. He's my player this year. Yeah. You know, I'm really hoping he gets rookie of the year. That's I ordered my jersey for him yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah, we ordered a lot of stuff last time. I got all the ITM podcast bunch of their stuff and she got some of their stuff. She got some of my shirt stuff. We were yeah. we're spending money. I gotta get on your site. I gotta get on there and order some shirts. Yeah. Oh, I mean I, I got image image the Massachusetts one. Yeah, we got the Massachusetts uh, now. We have that on the site. Touch them all the ball. Mm-hmm. But anyways, but it, I'm just MVP. Yes, would be the ball because of what he did. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I was happy to see Deacon get a hit for Dugo, mm-hmm. especially because I feel like Dugo came in, gave me a little bit of a chip yeah. on my shoulder because of all the hate he's taken, mm-hmm. all the you know. And I think he's got something to prove. Yeah. And I think he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. I think he's gonna prove it. Mm-hmm. I just like what I saw all around as a team and for them to come back from a deficit seven and one. Yeah. And things, things happen here and there, you know, yep. and capitalize on it. Yeah. Josh, what about you? What was your high point, uh, if you could choose one from game two? Uh, somewhere in the middle of the game when we were up like, you know, 7-1, 8-1, 8-2. Um, th- uh, that would probably be the high point. Um, but Awesome Hayes killed it too. Yeah, he had another he was five for five with a homer. So watching him um, was nice. I think just Cedric Mullins, um, his, you know, being able to take sail deep and have success against lefties, again, is super encouraging because he was really bad. He had, I think his OPS was under 600 against lefties last year. So if he can even get that up like 100 points, he would be back to, an, you know, an all-star form like he was in 21. So that was really nice to see. Um, you know, Rutschman continuing to build off of his start to get a hit was nice to see. Mateo continuing to, you know, cause havoc on the base pass, although he uh, did something to his hand. He didn't play today. Um, so that'll be interesting to monitor going forward. But, um, yeah, just I know I sound like a broken record talking about the offense, but they really they stood out. Yeah, and – Yeah, and and I was kind of surprised that they had Urias uh, lead off, and he went zero for five. Uh, yeah, was it because of the lefty matchup that they had Mullins so far down in in the uh, in the order? Yeah, I, I almost certainly. Um, Urias was an interesting choice though, because he's not like super prolific getting on base like he's you know he's a fine player but he's and i I don't know i guess they're just kind of riding the high hand but um and i guess like henderson would be another choice but again that's the the lefty lefty matchup so uh yeah it was a bit of an interesting choice but um urias is capable with the bat so it was you know nothing to be critical of brandon hide over yeah, me uh, personally, I'll, I'll take the the Vol home run again, like, like everybody. But but my moment is when DC tweeted what? that out. Yeah. That that oh, was God. my moment there. That never it happened. We were like DC said it. Woo! We were like DC. <laughs> so I love it. I love we were like shots so, for DC. <laughs> so that is my moment when DC yeah. tweeted that out. That, you know that changed, crazy. That changed the whole game. A- AC must have seen it. He had to have. <laughs> I hope so. Shout out AC. But yo, Adam Duvall had 13 total bases yesterday. Wow. That's wow. disgusting. That's crazy. Like that's that's unreal. Dude. Uh-huh. But no, I yeah. appreciate that, Josh. I'm glad to, I'm glad that I could be a highlight of your day. Hey, hey. <laughs> I, I can't wait till we get actually get to go to Fenway. That's gonna be yeah. that is gonna be an experience and a half. Not only going there, but going there with you. You know what I mean? 
Oh, oh man, yeah. you're gonna make me blush. Oh, oh, well, I, I guess, I guess Jonathan's going too, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. But man, I'm just not driving home because I'm getting drunk. <laughs> Uber, Uber. Oh, oh, hey. Get Uber. They get Uber there. Okay, okay, okay. We're gonna Uber, but it's gonna be on Christina's dime. Boss of the PA. Uber boss of the PA. I have, I have no idea what the bill is, but, but we're gonna send it your way. So. At that point, but, might as well get a party bus. <laughs> Probably yeah. be the same price though if you hey, think about it for an Uber that far. Party bus, maybe we'll come up there and ride the party bus with y'all. Pesky party bus. Hey, oh, but it's gonna we happen. Can, we can sit there and, and do a live podcast on the way up. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yep. So uh, we're, we're gonna go all the way around for the game two MVP. We're gonna start with Josh. Who do you think for the Orioles was game two MVP? Yeah, definitely Austin Hayes, five for five with a, a home run and an RBI. Uh, again, hard to pick against a guy that had five pits, uh, but uh, honorable mention to Mountcastle who had a homer and Cedric Mullins who had the, the three-run homer as well. Yeah. Uh, and you got some easy ones. Yeah. You know? yeah Rushman, five easy. for five. You know, man, Hayes, five for five. Well, then again, game two, I think I think we all, we all got an easy one ourselves over here. Yeah. So let's start with D.C., Game two MVP. Oh, man. I'm going to go with uh, Adam Duvall. Enough said. Uh, 13 total bases. <laughs> Walk-off home run. Didn't leave anybody left on base in any of his at-bats. And you know what? It was awesome, too, to see that because, like, he got struck out on three straight pitches in game one by Bautista. So to come in and, uh, you know, make up for that and have an amazing game, I love to see it. He just seems so much more patient. He's, he's, you know, I don't know. He just, I know it's very early, small sample size, but it's just cool to see him succeed right away. Um, I know a lot of people are kind of harping on that signing and kind of talking shit on it, but uh, I hope they're eating their crow now. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Hey. During spring training, they were going. Man, I love the new shirt that you guys came out with. Touch them all the ball. Yeah. I, I tried to get a little something, something myself going off. Five spot Duvall and Fries instead of five guys, you know, the five spot, especially when you had those people saying that they didn't want to see him in the five spot. Mm -hmm. I don't know. He looked pretty comfortable there. Mm -hmm. So, but Melissa, who was your MVP for game two? In case, in case you can't sit there and see that. It's touch them all. Get the link. Yeah. Socksaddicts.com. Yep. Yep. Buy the shirt. Buy that shit. Buy the shirt. Christina, same. You have there's. Me personally, I'm going to go with co MVPs in DC. You know where I'm going with this. Duvall and DC, double D. Yeah, yeah. Man, you really are gonna make me blush. <laughs> You're like a DC MVP. No. <laughs> Yo. I might not put that on the site, but I might make this shirt. You never know. Yeah, that'd be sweet. So, oh yeah, man. I. I yeah. The people are like, who the hell is DC? Like, who is <laughs> like the, you the, know, the, hey, they're gonna be messaging you, and be like, are, are you sure you didn't mean AC? Yeah. Like, no, 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 DC. It was a typo. It was a typo. AC, DC. So, man. AC, DC. Ex excitement <laughs> from game. Hey, I, I do want to say one thing. I do want to say one thing. I will. I know it's early in the season, and I don't want to jinx it, but I will. Uh, I will take my lumps for um, not believing in Alex Verdugo as much as I probably should. You know, I know it's very early. But uh, he has he has performed, and I I gotta give him that. And I'm a I can admit my wrongs when I say them. I just need to see him make the whole year complete. Yeah. You know, have a complete year. Yeah. Bring some of that power back. You know, I want to see him hit 20 home runs, hit 285. You know, I like I know he can, but uh, mm -hmm. like I said before, I think it's just not to bring up the Betch trade. I think it's just I expect a lot out of him. Oh, I like that shirt too. But I expect a lot out of him, you know, because we did trade Mookie Betts for him. And I know he wasn't the only piece, but mm -hmm. he is growing on me. 
you know, his play. I will say his play is growing on me. I just wanted to, I wanted to own up to my, my bad take from prior weeks. Hey, I sit there and respect that. Verdugo's energy is what we need yes. for that opening, that, that leadoff spot. Yep. So, man, DC, much respect for that. Not, not too many people would actually admit that. So, but game three, we brought the hot bat over to game three. Yes. So, Sox from 9 5 today. Halk, he he was the first one to go over three innings. He actually made it to five. Mm-hmm. You know, he looked really, really good until he went to the second time through the lineup. Yeah. And that seems to be, in my opinion, Halk's MO. He can he can make it make it through the whole first line. As soon as the second time comes around, that's when he has problems. That's why I've always said Hauk is a middle reliever. Yes. He belongs in the bullpen. Yes, agreed. So, guys, we're gonna start with uh, start with Melissa. What do you think about Tanner Hauk today? I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I was hoping he would do very well, but after spring training, I was not certain of that so but and we i wanted him to go we, we both wanted him to go the full five doing well but um yeah i agree with you on where he should be and he you know I, I don't really see him as starter but i mean he today he did it i mean he started out strong yeah t- today he kind of looked like the right-handed version of chris sale we should have you know what I mean? He he was hitting the, the locations, the first couple innings, hit every spot he wanted. See, the, the dog is the going dog crazy. <laughs> See, the dog's like yes. <laughs> but uh, DC, what were your thoughts on on Hulk today? Yeah, I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, maybe surprises, maybe not as surprised as I'm putting off to. I mean, he's a good pitcher, but I agree. I think I said earlier, you know, when we first started doing this podcast. I like him in more of like a, like him and Whitlock. I like them more in like an Andrew Miller type role, you know, you know, one or two innings, maybe three if you need them, but you put him in those, those, you know, tough situations where you need an out or you need a string about going through the heart of the order. Um, what I did like to see was he only had one walk today. And that's the big thing with me is his command. Um, to see him only walk one guy in five innings. It's just, and going back to the whole point of me wanting him in the bullpen, I know last show I did say that, you know, if he does come out, I could see him doing, you know, if he does well, I could see him taking a spot in the rotation. But um, he's on, he hasn't gotten more than six or hasn't gotten six innings or more since 2020 when he first came up in September. And I think he's reached five and a third innings in the last two or so seasons. And I mean, I know he did spend a lot of time in the bullpen bouncing back and forth, but the, I don't think he can stretch himself out that much. You know, like Josh said, you, you get through the halfway, you know, the second way through the order. They're making adjustments on you, and that's kind of where he starts losing command. I know he didn't really do today, but he did leave some pitches out there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, overall, I was happy with it. We got the win. Um, it's all you can really ask for from him to eat those five innings. And at this day and age, you know, with the starters going only so much, five innings is kind of a lot, you know, if you think about it. You don't see guys going seven, eight, seven, eight innings a lot unless you're, you know, you're a top dog, you know, like a Gosman or, you know, a Scherzer or something like that. But, um. Yeah, overall, very happy. I think ultimately he does end up in the bullpen. Um, but like I said before, if he does well, I don't, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does stay in the rotation and AC keeps him there. But yeah, overall, I know I got a little sidetracked there. I apologize. But yeah, overall, very happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We're going to go with the opposite side. What were your thoughts of seeing Irvin today? Yeah. Uh, Less than stellar. Um, I will say he did have a little bit of bad luck with some bad, like some balls that found holes. But on the other side of that token, he also gave up some, you know, really hard hit balls, like the home run to Hernandez, obviously. And I was a little worried about him starting today, just because of his uh, his home road splits last year. He was a five two six ERA on the road and had a bit of a home run problem. So. I was a little bit worried, and then just with uh, how how little Kramer and and Gibson started the days prior, I was hoping he would give a little bit more length to to give the bullpen a, a reprieve. But 
wasn't to be. But, uh, yeah, I think he'll be scheduled to pitch next against the Yankees at home. So hopefully that works out a little bit better for him. Yeah. Uh, pleasantly, you, know, you can't complain he went four innings, you know. So it wasn't as much bullpen help needed. You know, you had Baker, you had Aiken, you had Bauman uh, coming in. Uh, Aiken only pitched uh, a third of an inning. So, but, man, like – it, it, it just seemed like you guys just keep having defensive help problems throughout the throughout the you know series. Yeah, the the, the play I think it was in the first inning with uh, Henderson and Vavra getting mixed up in the outfield, which Vavra is a primary second baseman, and Henderson really doesn't play shortstop that much. He usually plays third base, so I I don't know how how much that lack of familiarity caused that issue, but yeah, it's just. It's just very uncharacteristic uh, mistakes from the outfield defense has been, uh, you know, it's a, a little alarming, but I know that it's very unlikely to to continue throughout the season. And then it was just, uh, again, with the bullpen, it seemed like anytime we, the Orioles kind of got back in the game, they would, they couldn't hold down, hold down the fourth. They would, like, it just, there was no real shutdown inning. Like we tied the game three three and then immediately gave up more runs, so uh, it's just yeah those two things need to need to improve as as soon as possible. Yeah, uh, a little different lineup today. AC threw out there, uh, Casas hitless. You know the first two games he lets uh, Turner play first. He let uh, Ref Snyder lead off, so it re- it really wasn't you know, too much different, but the lineup was still, the bats were still hot coming off of game two, carried over to game three. So, Melissa, what were your thoughts on the lineup this time, you know, for game three compared to game one and two? It obviously worked. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I didn't know, like, but Casas hadn't done anything, so I kind of understood that, um, I was kind of like frustrated with Arroyo a couple of times at, um, with some of his plays uh, defensively. But besides that, like, I mean, he knows what he's doing, AC, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, Arroyo's kind of kind of been quiet this whole series. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of disappointed a little bit, but uh, he, he was looking good in spring training. You know, there was talks of some people were like, oh, you know, maybe he could possibly lead off. Well, Mm -hmm. personally, I think by the time of end of April, we're going to have our two uh, lead off. And it's going to be Verdugo and it's going to be Kike. Those are the ones that I think is going to be leading off for lefties and righties. Uh, DC, what were your thoughts on, on the lineup change? Yeah, it wasn't too much different. Um, actually, I didn't mind Ref Snyder at the top of the lineup. He works the count pretty well. Um, he'll get on base. And I uh, I was kind of glad with – I mean, I was really glad with the move that AC made with uh, pinch hitting uh, Acostas for Arroyo. I don't know. I think – I couldn't even make any excuses for him, but I, I wonder if that, that cleat to the head has kind of got him off a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thinking about the first game. Not to make excuses for him, but he does look a little lost. Even out there on second yeah. base, he – Definitely. He bobbled a couple of balls, trying to turn uh, two double plays. Um, but yeah, I uh, I like it. I I like to see Hernandez a little higher. I mean, obviously, I know it's going to flip flop, like you just said. Um, I agree with you. By the end of April, I think he'll be the other leadoff hitter, other than Verdugo. I would like to see him maybe batting ahead of Arroyo, if that's going to be the case. If Arroyo's going to be in there every day. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, I was happy with the lineup. I. Uh, Everybody's, I mean, people are hitting, man. You got Yoshida hitting, Verdugo's hitting. Um, Turner had another hit today. I mean, I got nothing but excitement for this lineup. Nine runs in each game this season. Um, yeah, man, I'm stoked. And yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'm all in on AC. So whatever he puts out there, I mean, it's been working so far offensively. So let's just keep it rolling. Uh, me personally, uh, I kind of like uh, Kike being at nine. Because the second time, you know, through the through the lineup, you kind of got back-to-back, you know, leadoff men with Kike and then Verdugo yeah. coming right behind him. So, it, second time through, Kike gets on base, Doogie gets on base, 
there you got two people on base already for Devers. Then you got no, Turner. I, I do like that. It's just yeah. I'd rather have him get more at bats. I mean, I know he'd only be bumping up a few, you know, up to seven or six, but I mean, you lose only a couple of bats, but you know, I just like to see him have the bats in hand or bat in hand uh, a little bit more. But yeah, I mean, I agree. That's it's a nice thing to do with having two leadoff hitters going back to back from nine to one. Um, I mean, yeah, I see both sides of it. I agree with you. I just get yeah. a little. Christina, what, what, what do you think of, of today's lineup? Uh, switching up a little bit. in front of the ball because I feel like Rashida gets on base a lot. He, he, whether it's a walk, a hit, swing, and then Duvall has proven that he's coming up and hitting. So I mm -hmm. like the idea of, of when you can't get runs, you get on base for him. You know, yeah. Sometimes a solo home run's not enough, but when it's a two-run or a three-run homer, that's a lot better. But um, mm -hmm. I like where the lineup was today, I, I totally agree. I think Verdugo's a great leadoff, and he is. He's going to get it today, but he, he is, and I think it's going to be the same. Doogie and Duque kind of flip-flop in that spot, and I think that's perfect because I think it's the home. Mm -hmm. I think they're both uh, – the way they hit, you know, Duque and Doogie, I think they're both the type that they they just always want to do good. They want to prove themselves, and they mm -hmm. want to make – you know, they're, they're, they're leaders. You know, yep. They want to go out there, take a hit, get on base, and get it going. Yep. So, I, I agree. I, I <laughs> yeah, uh, Josh. Orioles lineup. It was kind of back back to the basics. Mullins lead off. Rushman was second. Sanader was third. Mountcastle. You know, then Henderson. Uh, I was a little surprised that they put Austin Hayes down so far after coming off of the big uh, game two. Yeah, I, I was. I was as well. I, although I guess you could argue that you know most of the offense has been has been hitting well. So, um, and he's not the most. He doesn't have the best approach at the plate. He's very aggressive. Doesn't take many walks. So I think that may have played into it. Uh, I was a little surprised not to see Kyle Stowers in the lineup and to see uh, to see Vavra in left field um, again, just because Vavra is not a a natural outfielder and Stowers hadn't played yet. Um, so and he's somebody that I'm I'm personally high on. So I would I would have liked to see him get some at bats. But um, yeah, the 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 lineup's going to be pretty easy for Brandon Hyde to to fill out this year. I don't think there's going to be much uh, in the way of shuffling. Um, although like Henderson got moved down a little bit today because he was kind of scuffling a little bit in the first few games. But um, I think once the the season kind of gets into a, a steady pace and they, they kind of figure things out that the, the lineup will be pretty static throughout the year. Yeah. Uh, I, I probably would have put Hayes myself. I would have flip flop him and Henderson and put Hayes in the five spot that, that might've, that might've protected Mountcastle a little bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, but man, overall, you know, the, the, your bats just got, got a little cold in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, uh, certainly, you know, like the, the last pretty much half of game two. And then, uh, you know, Mullins was the main run producer today. Uh, he had, I think, three of the five RBIs. So, yeah, uh, yeah, between then him and Frazier had the, the other home runs. So there really wasn't a lot of uh, sharing the wealth today. But, uh, you know, like I said, it's only one game. And, you know, like with Henderson, uh, he doesn't have a hit yet, but you know, five walks for for someone his age to be doing that and not pressing and and you know hacking up there is is really nice to see. Um, and especially because he has a history of being a free swinger in the minors, uh, you know, and that was something he improved upon last year. So it's nice to see him sticking with the new approach and you know trusting his process. So um, yeah, I'm not I'm not too worried about that. I think you know. Um, no, I don't. I don't think Mateo's going to be getting on base twice a game, uh, like he was this series. But for the most part, I think you know the offense will be fine. Yeah, well, uh, Rush was a big surprise this game. I think for the Orioles, he went 0 for five. You know, after going uh, big out. So, but okay, who who do you think was your series uh, game three MVP there, Josh, for the Orioles? 
Got to go with Cedric Mullins. Two more hits, three RBIs, including his second home run. Uh, his his power dipped a little bit last year after he had the 30-30 season in 2021, so it's nice to see that coming around. Uh, and then uh, honorable mention to, to Adam Frazier, who was much maligned as an offseason acquisition by pretty much all Orioles fans, myself included. But he's been uh, acquitting himself well so far this series, and then he had a, a big game today. So those two were the the standouts for the Orioles. Yeah, uh, a, lo- a little bit tougher for you to you know, actually choose between the two because yeah. you didn't have it. You didn't have a five for five game. Yeah, so. total letdown. DC Red Sox side. Who was your uh, game three MVP? I'm gonna go with Yoshida. Um, two hits, a walk, a stolen base, three runs and uh two rbis um i know Duvall had a great game i'm gonna go against the grain a little bit on that one but um i'm gonna go yoshida i'm also impressed too because i i'm pretty sure over in japan they play in all domes correct yeah not so he's so he's not well, yeah, most not of most of them so, he, yeah, so he's not used to the to the cold weather i mean it was what real feel was like 39 degrees today um to see it come out and get some hits i mean i know it might be something small but I mean, those small things coming over to a, to a different culture and everything like that, not just weather, but the people. Um, glad to see him perform early in the season, early in the, the series, and then throughout the ah. series. I've heard Boston is the Tokyo of the West. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Melissa, uh, who, who, who's your MVP there? I'm just going to go with Duvall again. I'm just, I'm really pleased with him, especially since everybody was talking so much crap during spring training about him before he started getting bombs. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. He's a beast, man. Mm-hmm. Love him. Christina? I'm going to throw everybody a wrench in everybody's face. I'm going to go Orp because I could not oh, yes. the fact that he got the yeah. final three. <laughs> he did. We were like, <laughs> oh, no. Was no. Was like, and it wasn't, it was against the. <laughs> Oh, great. I was like, oh, please. I was like, please. why? I want to be able to save that season. I want him to rest for Tom. And he proved me wrong. He got the three outs. He got the ends. I was like, you know what? This could be my MVP today, buddy. Might be his only time I, ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I sit there and seen. I was like, man. I like it, though. Because uh, Kenley, he was up. And then he sat him down. And then almost as soon as uh, – who, who got that double in the ninth? Josh? Oh. Oh. Hold on. I think that was when I was taking my dog out. <laughs> hmm. gonna, I was a little checked out at the end. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it happens. It happens. But, uh, yeah, as soon as, soon as uh, that guy got on base and then they they had uh, Kenley back up, I'm like, oh, man, really? Yeah. Really? And then, you know, Ort took care of the, the, you know, the next two. I was, I was pleased. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I'm going to have to follow DC and, and go uh, Massa. Mm-hmm. You know, he had, he, had, he had a huge game and he, he finally got that bat going. So, and, and he actually stole a base. A base. Woo. So, <laughs> yep. So, yeah. Overall, uh, pleased. I, I was, I was pleased with the amount of run production that we had. I'm, I kind of would like the pitchers now to, exactly. to regroup, settle down a little bit. And, you know, cause there's no way that we can keep up not nine runs a, a game. There's no way. So our pitching's got us to, you know, start stepping up now. Uh, we've got uh, Cutter Crawford going tomorrow. Uh, then Pavetta, on Tuesday, I'm guessing we're going to start back with Kluber again for Wednesday. Uh, I'll be getting on with the next podcast to talk Pirates with uh, Cody Duncan. So he is on Fox Sports. So I, I can't wait for that. Uh, but, man, it's it's a good, exciting weekend. Yes. You know, opening day was kind of bad. Me per think we would have came back if someone didn't end the live feed by accident. Yeah, <laughs> that was rough. Oh my, gosh. <laughs> oh my god, that was terrible. <laughs> that was so funny. That that, that that was that was completely my fault because I've never actually showed him how to use StreamYard. 
So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I think the last like the last time I left, it was after the recording was over, so it didn't even matter. So it just like exactly yeah. So, but man, uh, great weekend we had on the Boston side. Uh, your bats were were solid for Baltimore. It's just, it's just the the amount of errors that they had. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm. I, there was enough for me there not to be, you know, completely doom and gloom. Um, granted, we had to go to Texas and then play the Yankees right after this, so it's not going to be easy, but. And, and te- uh, Texas is putting up those those too. Yeah, they are. They're, I think they're going to be good. Um, but yeah, like it's just, just really hope this bullpen can can get to you know some form of reliability at least until Givens and Tate can come back, which hopefully is soon. But um, yeah, they're like I said, if that's the bullpen's not going right, that nothing else really matters. Yeah, so let's pick a series MVP. I'm pretty sure we're all gonna be gonna be solid around the board. So uh series MVP, we'll start with you, Melissa. Duvall. Christina. DC. Adam Duvall. Sorry, DC. I'm gonna have to take you out of this MVP race. I'm gonna go to the ball also. <laughs> fucked up, bro. Who who's your MVP up there and or down there in Baltimore? Uh pro- probably I'm I'm gonna go Mullins. It's probably a little bit off the board, but um yep. he was producing consistently throughout the series and like I said, you know, the to be able to have the success he did against lefties with the two homers. So, yeah, kind of get Mullins. And he was the one – well, he had the two little mishaps in the outfield, but offensively he was rock solid. So, eh, right there, you heard it. The recap for the Series 1 Red Sox-Orioles. Uh, Red Sox are now 2-1. and one. Orioles are 1-2. and two. Uh, Man, it, it's – this here, the Pesky Podcast, is your one-stop shop. If you want to sit there and find out what the other team has to offer, that's where you come. You come to the Pesky Podcast. You know, we got Josh Lynn, who is our Orioles guy, our go-to man. For every series we play Baltimore, Josh will be on to help us out. The matchups, the lineups, you know, the insight. Uh, I got Cody coming on next for the Pirates series coming up starting Monday. That's going to drop tomorrow morning. So, man, great things are happening. Uh, final thoughts. DC, let's start with you. Yeah, uh, obviously very, uh, very happy with the results from this weekend. Um, would have liked to, you know, finish that comeback in game one, but I don't want to be too greedy. I mean, if this was last year, we could be going into this next se- or series with uh, Pirates, so, you know, 0-3. So it's good to see the fight in this team, something I didn't really see last year, um, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, just, just excited. I know Chris Sale had a rough start. Like I said earlier in the show, I don't, I don't, I'm not too worried about him. This is first, his first, uh, time breaking camp with the Red Sox out of spring training in how many years? Um, he'll be fine. Um, yeah. So just really excited. The ball is a monster. Yoshida's fitting right in and, uh, same with Turner. So, uh, looking forward to see what happens the rest of the way and, uh, really hoping for uh, success. Man, I, I don't know, but that dog does not agree with your outlook on sale for some reason. So, <laughs> M- Melissa, well, what are your thoughts? Um, I agree mostly. I mean, pretty much all with what DC said. Um, I'm excited. Like, I'm really excited. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, when we're playing the Orioles, just in my head, not I would never say it out loud. But I was, I was concerned about I, the fact that we won the series. That's a good thing. <laughs> That's a good team, man. They're going to make some noise in AL East, the Orioles. Mm-hmm. Especially when they get the young guns up from uh, the young arms from the minors. They're going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. Christina? The dogs agree. Yeah. Uh, the, the dog, and the dog goes wild. <laughs> uh, I'm optimistic. Um, very optimistic. Um, I think this team is not going to be the same team as last year. Mm-mm. I think we made the adjustments that we needed to make. We didn't want to make. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but we won our first series in our division last year. We didn't do that to August. Mm-hmm. So like, you yeah. Know, I mean, to win the division series. So I'm I'm optimistic. I I really think this year is going to be good. I still think we're going to make the wild card and win the playoffs. I just don't think that's still it. I don't think we're going to win our division, but I think we have to be a wild card. And and the dogs agreeing. They yes. are. They're like, Woof. <laughs> so Josh, well, what were your thoughts? Closing thoughts here for the series. Uh, well, I was one uh, ball hitting the heel of Brian McKenna's glove away from being really excited. Um, but no, I'm. I, it's you know, it's just one series, so I'm not you know too disappointed. Um. And, you know, like I said, so a lot of the stuff is, is things that I expect will remedy themselves rather quickly. Like I, like the Orioles are a good defensive team. I, they're not going to be a bad defensive team. Like they were the series, uh, you know, it's largely the same group of guys. So that'll sort itself out. Uh, the, the pitching, um, it's, you know, going to need some more innings out of these starters. Certainly I'm, uh, we got Bradish going against Texas. I'm excited about him. I think he has a chance to be our best pitcher. So, uh, I'm definitely, you know, going to give them a little bit of time before I rush to judgment, but there's a lot there to be optimistic about. So just hold on to that. And also, you know, we had the influx of, of minor leaguers coming throughout the season. So there's no shortage of reinforcements. So, uh, yeah, still optimistic about the season at large. Yeah, uh, you guys can be call, calling up people at will, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, like uh, Grayson Rodriguez, he was first start in AAA was a little bit shaky, but he should be up sooner rather than later. And then they have a couple of uh, middle infield prospects at AAA who could be up by by the All Star break. So um, you know, if any of the the current bats fall off, there are guys waiting to replace them. So. Um, yeah, as as optimistic as I've been as an Orioles fan for since 2014. Yeah, man, my my final thoughts is, man, I love that dirty water. So throw some dirt on it, Justin yeah. Turner. Mm-hmm. Just just keep rolling. We got Pittsburgh coming into town. It's gonna be a gonna be an exciting series. So, but here, for my man, DC, for the Oreos aficionado, Josh Lynn, and for the Pesky Party Girls, thanks for tuning in to the Pesky Podcast. See you guys next time.